2: Sport city, sport city, chef, chef. 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 Sport city, sport city. chef, chef. Yes, no We got a brand new present. Joe Biden, we riding. I pray you haven't seen. Word from the wise, my people stay ahead. Of. Come on. I've been relevant, trying to survive the elements. It ain't no love in these streets, these dudes killing it. Case goes from cold, to hot state. Kid. Uh,
3: I done took off this blazer, loosened up the tie, stepped aside the kitchen. Timeless is a lie. Sports City, what is going on? We are now at the second bird month of the 2023 year for real. um, Crazy thing is the first bird month went down and went down in a classic form. We will talk about this and more. Let, her get, let us get a word from our sponsor They kick this show off right.
1: This portion of our program is brought to you by PHI Apparel Company. PHI
0: Apparel Company provides unique designs and high-quality clothing for the great fans of the Philadelphia area. With their original designs for all, there's no
2: doubt that they'll stand out in the crowd. Act now and listeners can use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off any apparel when you shop online at PHIapparel.co. That's PHIapparel.co co. Remember to use the promo code Chefs for 15% off Act now while supplies last
3: Sports City Y'all sit tight man We got a good one I'm about to actually steam a little bit i gotta get some of this off my chest because i feel some type of way about what happened yesterday i really do feel some type of way it's going to be a lot of topics a lot of dishes a lot of stuff that i'm putting out that i'm cooking i'm cooking with Y'all know i season for real i don't play around but i got an oldie but goody in the building co-hosted with me right now until they start to fill in i got r aka royce king welcome to the brunch how are you
0: feeling this morning i'm feeling real good thomas probably feeling a little bit better than uh, Mr. Charlo after last night's activities. Hey, but you out of my ain't going to start I know you gonna handle it. I'm getting out, out of those of my pots. I'm getting out. 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 out.
3: I asked about yourself. I didn't ask about nothing else. I wasn't going to get up. Just get out of there. I'm asking about Mr. King himself. See how they do me, Sports City? I, I really be trying to take care of people. You know what I'm saying? I believe that. Royce King could be the future, you know. I treat him well and let him lead the way. You know, that's I try my best, you know. But hey, it's all right. So, sports today. I'm gonna do okay. So we got Mike in the building. Mike, welcome to the brunch. How are you feeling this morning?
1: But every day I'm above ground. It's a good day. There are brighter days ahead, PP. But uh, I'm I'm doing good, brother.
3: Okay, so so let me get in. I'm I'm gonna do this. I'm I'm gonna, sports City. I'm gonna tell you how I got this cooked up. I'm gonna go into the crazy stuff from last night. I'm going to go into baseball quickly, give you the, the standings and the races and, and how things are going to go down for the last day of regular season. I can't believe that we are at October 1st. Like, this, this year is cruising by. Is this always what happens when you get older? Like, days really start flying by like this? Like, damn, I really feel like it was just January 1st. We October 1st. Today. Okay, and then, so baseball, get into that. College top twenty five. I can't wait to start going through there because it's shaking up Elvis Presley. And then we're gonna get into our picks and predictions for Week Four uh, after everything that happened from Thursday into today. I, I will. I gotta talk my jack about Thursday. I got. I gotta talk about. Okay, so let me first and foremost let me heat this kitchen up because I feel some type of way. Sports City. I, I gotta as best as I can. I try to be as analytical as possible about certain situations. I try to remove my personal agenda on what I want to talk about or how I address it. I try to throw it around the kitchen as best as I can to get everybody's views, perspectives, so on and so forth. There was a fight between Jamel Charlo and Saul Canelo Alvarez in Las Vegas, my, my second home away from home. Ask Royce. Royce know how I act out there. Um, crazy enough, he, he's been looking to fight Canelo since 2014. They've been going at it for damn near 10 years. And um, he's like, I feel like I'm the fighter that could give Canelo a problem. I guess because he's three to four inches taller than him, has reach on him, and so on and so forth. But Canelo's the heavier fighter. They get into this ring and start to fight. I really feel like this was a a fight that Canelo was fighting and Charlo was just there to spar or or just to receive a check. Uh, At the end of the day, I'm going to say this, City, and and I don't care how people come at me, so on and so forth, some bosses I I respect the hell out of because they go to war, the warrior mentality, so on and so forth. They're trying to, you know, defend their crown. Other people are just in there to get that six to seven to eight-digit check, and I'm tired of it. And um, Charlo, that's exactly what he did last night. Uh, He did enough just to stay up on his feet as much as he could, Uh, He did end up touching the canvas one time and taking a knee. It wasn't even like a a solid shot that dropped him. He just finally felt Canelo's power and um, needed exactly what they announced said he needed a timeout, so he took a knee and uh, stayed on his feet for the remainder of the fight. And all of his power shots, everything that he tried to throw at Canelo, he wasn't even landing. He wasn't even landing punches. Like, he literally was either throwing at him and, and missing or barely touching him, like, and the worst part about Canelo is Canelo's a fair-skinned Mexican. Like, he's really light. He had no red, no bruises, no busted lip, no nothing. Like, Canelo went in there and came out as as he looked. Like, he was definitely pretty boy Floyd status. Like, nothing happened. And it was like, wait, if this guy has reach and is walking around at the same weight as you, because Canelo's a small guy, but he's solid to be smaller, um... I I don't respect Charlo for that at all. I don't. And then at the end of the fight, oh, I'm going back to 154, and um, I, I want to fight Terrence Crawford, and I'll fight whoever. Like, it's like, who who wants to pay to watch you fight right now? Like, I feel like you and your – well, your brother's going through issues right now, so I don't know when Jamal will fight. But Jamal right now, at least he's holding the name of the family up and trying to do the best that he can in the ring. I <laughs> I'm not paying for that. There's people on, like – social me- social media, like TikToks on and so forth, they are screaming on why they spent money to watch that fight. And it's like, thank goodness that I, I was able to watch that some other way. Because if-, if I'd have paid that and and seen that fight like that, in- incredible. There- there's no way that he gets away with that. Um, boxing has to do something about <laughs> scapegoat boxers that's pulling in millions to do that. Like, I could walk around for 36 minutes and get 10 to 16, min- uh, 16 million, but I know I can't box professionally, but I'm just saying, like, who wouldn't? Like, who wouldn't try to do that or get knocked out? $16 million would knock me out. You should go ahead and lay me out, bro. I'm I'm good. Watch me get up and spin this tomorrow. So, I'll stop there because this is definitely personal. I I definitely got personal on this situation. I'll come to you first on this one, Mike. Your thoughts on the fight last night between Charlo and Canelo, and I'll go to Royce after
1: I agree with you, and look, if you kill me, then my family's going to be upset. So, uh, listen, I, I think I would do the same thing uh, from somebody that, that came from a, uh, a wrestling background. It's tough to go up in weight, and he went up two weights. I know his brother was initially supposed to be in this fight, uh, you know, but he did, he, he, you know, he wrote a lot of checks with his mouth that his behind couldn't cash uh, last night. It was uh, lopsided. It was definitely not uh, It was not what it was hyped up to be. I mean, you know, Canelo wins the fight, yeah, uh, but I wasn't impressed with Charlo. And, and to be honest with you, uh, I'm not really, you know, I, I wasn't really super impressed with Canelo. He acted like at the end of the day, I mean, I understand he's passionate about boxing, but, yeah, like at the end of the day, he he won a huge fight. I mean, look, good win for him, but, you know, we'll see what happens moving forward, but you know, it's interesting because after the fight, Charlo said, I'm still the undisputed champion at 154. You know, he said, tonight, I dare to try to be great. I'm proud of myself. Well, I mean, you finished the fight, so that's what you want to be proud of yourself for. And hey, uh, go ahead, but uh, you just didn't impress last night.
3: Like you know what? I agree with you 1,000%. Um, why talk that crap in the ring after a fight where nobody was thrilled at all? Everything that you threw, was it, it looked like you just knew how to move your hands as a boxer and not touch Canelo. And I, where I really agree with you 1,000% is, I wasn't impressed with what Canelo did. Canelo is still the same boxer that throws that looping left, Or looping right, if he catches you, it's it's powerful, so it's gonna rock you. You know what I'm saying? And he wasn't landing that solid because if he did, he'd have been knocked Charlo out, and he didn't knock him out at all. Um, But I I do love the Canelo heart, especially what he said at the end of the fight, and he loved everybody, so that that was great. I I love that Canelo did that, and he's finally trying to really speak his English as best as he could. Great heart, but that fight was not appealing at all to me. Um, Charlo, I'm disgusted. I. I, Derek James, first of all, the trainer, uh, you, they need to get rid of you. I, I understand that you did your thing for the past two years in making these guys undisputed champions in their respective situations. Both of your undisputed champions lost their belts or lost their fight, respectively, in a year, uh, less than three months. Because I think the Aerosmith fight was July, and this fight is the end of September. So two months, three months, within, a, within that window, you're supposed to be trainer of the year that's what they gave you before the uh Terence Crawford fight. Trainer of the year Spence got embarrassed and Charlo looked embarrassed and like what what's going on? You, no adjustments, nothing. Everything is the same. I, I listen, disgusted. Uh, I agree with you 100%. Mike going uh I wasn't too thrilled with what Canelo did, but he did enough to win the fight and did drop him and, and connected did so on and so forth. But um what's your thoughts on the fight? Um what you heard, seen, um I mean, please have at it, because I'm I'm red and I'm dark-skinned.
0: Man, four inches taller, three inches edge in reach, and he never used it. That's the reports, right? I don't understand how you can have those types of advantages in boxing and don't put it to good use. Unfortunately... You know, as you mentioned earlier, I think my biggest grievance is probably with boxing in general, with pay-per-view and, say, Showtime Sports. Not to throw either under the bus, but I remember the days when some of the best fights would come on HBO Boxing or Showbox, and if you had those premium channels, you got the fight. You didn't have to go extra into your pocket. When fights don't live up to the hype, people are super frustrated. Clearly, we can hear that this morning as we broadcast. There's a lot of disappointment. And he didn't give him a fight. Like, a fight. If this man walks in, talking about Alvarez, and walks out looking exactly the same way, all he did was work up a sweat, we have a problem. Mm-hmm. Certainly, we all got robbed in terms of, hey, look, we know it's a tough sport. It can cause you know some damages and things of that nature. We understand what you have signed up for. You made that decision. We respect it, and we respect you enough to give you hard-earned money, hard-earned money, to be entertained <laughs> by your skill set, right? And man, you just stole from a whole lot of people. It's going to be a lot of Carlo bashing, I'm sure. Uh, I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to say absolutely disappointed. Uh, When he took the knee, it was a delayed reaction. I was wondering, like, what's going on? Are you taking the knee just to go down? Like, I don't get it. But, hey, it is what it is, timeless. On to the next great fight. Hopefully it's not the next great hype. But, truly, let's move on. This guy let us down in Charlo.
3: Right. And then, look, here goes the crazy part. You ready for this, Roy? The next great fight <laughs> is the rematch <laughs> of Terrence Crawford and Errol no. Spence. No! Yes. yes, exactly. Yes, and Derrick James is back in the corner again to help Errol Spence look ridiculous. Like, Errol Spence, who gassed you? Like, like this is this is the worst part about, like, situations where your friends don't help you or you don't save the person from themselves. So, I guess he felt embarrassed because that's his first loss. But you lost so bad. It's like, wherever you or however you want to fight, Terrence Crawford, is going to look worse because he's knowing what to do with you now. He ain't going to let it go eight to nine rounds. Like, I'd rather get rid of you and get this money and go back to Omaha, Nebraska, like at the end of the day. So that's the next big fight. Canelo's not fighting until May. He said Cinco de Mayo. So you have he has an eight-month layoff. That's the one thing I don't like about Canelo is his layoffs and how he makes the world wait. Charlo, I'm, I'm not impressed with none of y'all. Like, um, hopefully your brother can shake his – you know, his eels at the end of the day. And uh, we'll go from that situation. But the way that these Texas boys are looking, this is shameful that uh, the way that they're actually uh, appearing in the ring. Okay, because I could do this all day long. I'm I'm pretty – I'm pissed. I am pissed because this is a fight that I was really thinking that Charlo could – since you were talking that junk, that they said that he could uh, bring problems to Canelo. What problem did you bring? Like, Okay, so let me let me get into other things for City. I'm going to talk about a little bit of baseball. If you guys are not aware of the situation right now, the Atlanta Falcons are playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jags are up 17-7 in the third quarter in London.
1: Uh, The Falcons had 77 yards of offense in the first half.
3: Yes, um, to do this quickly. I'm not impressed with what the Falcons have done. It makes me look at the Lions situation where the Lions beat them last Sunday, and um, I'm like, was that just like a, a beat down the Lions are supposed to do, which they did, or is Atlanta really that bad? And looking at this game right now, Atlanta looks bad. Um, like, you know, when a blitz is sent and the offense is trying their best to hold it as best as I can, but one guy put a you know, good amount of pressure or, like, they got to try and stop one of the rushers, that offensive line didn't even look like it was there. Um and Ritter threw a pick six as well. This this game is actually interesting that Atlanta actually scored a touchdown recently, but we'll be watching this throughout the entirety of the show. Um let me get into baseball as best as I can, Sports City. Um, this is the last day of regular season. Um the the second month the second bird month starts today. Um everybody stay tuned. Uh, the <laughs> interesting enough, some teams have made the playoffs already due to other teams falling in and out of the situation. I, I love this. This, is, this has been one great year MLB-wise, um, especially the way that my boys are putting it together finally at the end of this season. Um, but we'll, I'll get into this the best way I can, okay? So starting across the board, and then I will go American League first. Um, first and foremost, you have the American League East. The Baltimore Orioles are 101 and 60. Uh, this is the first time they got 100 wins in a season in a very long time. Baltimore, I salute you for doing this and getting out of the cellar finally and escaping the shadows of the Red Sox and the Yankees, so on and so forth. The Tampa Bay Rays are 98 and 63, three games back. The Toronto Blue Jays are 89 and 72, 12 games back. They actually made the playoffs after a lot, despite a loss last night, they made the playoffs. They lost to the Rays last night. The New York Yankees are 82 and 79. They actually are eliminated. And rounding out the bottom of the division are the Boston Red Sox. They're 77 and 84, 24 games back. Uh, Mike, your thoughts on the AL East uh, to set this off?
1: No, we got three of them in the playoffs. You know, Baltimore's pitching has been a little suspect, but they keep finding a way to get it done. Uh, Proud of this team. I thought they were maybe one year away. I was clearly wrong. Uh, And, you know, Baltimore having, uh, you know, has home field all the way through the uh, playoffs in the American League, as long as they're alive. Okay. Moving
3: right along to the American League Central. The Minnesota Twins are 87-74, and clinching a spot in the playoffs. The Detroit Tigers have actually leapfrogged the Guardians. They're 77-84, 10 back. The Guardians are 76-85, 11 games back. The Chicago White Sox are 61-100, and 26 games back. And the Kansas City Royals are 55-106, and 32 games back. All teams have been eliminated in the Central except the Twins. Uh, Your thoughts on the Central as it commences on the final day today, Mike?
1: Just a bad division. I mean, we said a few weeks ago, could Detroit catch Cleveland? They can. Uh, They passed them. They could, at worst, end up tied. So, you know, uh, Cleveland needs this offseason as bad as any team in baseball to hopefully get their pieces back. Shane Bieber did come back and pitch, though. So, you know, maybe they'll have him healthy in the spring. Uh, Kansas City, man, outside of Bobby Witt Jr., just not a whole lot went right for them. And then Chicago had to reboot, right? So uh, we'll see. I I think you're going to see a lot of changes in that Chicago White Sox uh, clubhouse in this offseason. So uh, they already sold off a bunch of pieces at the deadline. Keep an eye out for them in the offseason because you're going to see that team do a lot of uh, shaking up of the players and pieces on that roster.
3: Okay. And rounding out the American League is the American League West. The Texas Rangers are sitting at ninety and seventy one. Uh a game ahead of the Houston Astros, the defending champs. They are eighty nine and seventy two a game back. Eliminated the Seattle Mariners, eighty seven and seventy four, three games back. The Los Angeles Angels are seventy two and eighty nine. One of the destructive stories I've ever heard in my life. And rounding out the bottom of the American League West, probably their first and last uh, season potentially in Oakland, are the Oakland Athletics sitting at 50 and 111 losses, 40 games back. I, I feel bad for Oakland, man. Uh, you guys are going to lose your team on this type of season. Another thing about the American League West, the team that I was worried about making in the playoffs is eliminated, being the Seattle Mariners. They were putting it together. These batters have been hitting well, but they actually come up short. Uh, Mike, your thoughts on the West uh, as the season comes to a close?
1: Uh, sad about Oakland. Told everybody about the Angels. It was interesting that Shohei was back in the dugout this weekend uh, for the last weekend for that team. Read into that what you will. It may not mean anything, but uh, he did show back up for this team, so I was surprised at that. But they finished where I said they were going to finish fourth place in this division. I didn't know it would be this far back. You know, Seattle really got hot midway through the season, you know, made it really interesting. They just got eliminated last night. It's interesting, though, because the young catcher, Cal Riley, who had a pretty good year, called them out midway through the season. They started playing better. Then after they got eliminated last night, he called out management and said, hey, we're going to continue. I need to – get us a few better pieces for this roster. So I thought that was, uh, I thought that was interesting. And then this is the only thing left to be decided right now in the American league, TP. If the Rangers lose today and the Astros win, uh, because of their head to head, then the Astros would get that bye and win the division, the Rangers have to win to win that division and get the number two seed in that bye, uh, come playoff time. So, that is the only thing left to be decided today is which one of those two teams uh, from the West will be division champ and which one will fall into uh, the wild card and be that sec- that I guess what would be the third yeah the third wild card team so um, that's how you'll find out today TP which one uh, which one you guys will play in the first round and which one you guys will be waiting on uh, if you win that first series.
3: Yeah, I'm a little nervous about everything right now. But now, now that the playoffs are here, it's like we gotta address the situation as best as possible. So I can't, I can't duck it anymore. As best as I can. So, um, um, I do have a caller in queue calling out of California. I have Mr. Hughes breaking news. How are you? Welcome to the brunch this morning.
4: Doing fantastic, voice. How you guys doing? Uh, appreciate you letting me on. I was listening to the uh, Canelo talk earlier, listening to some baseball talk now. Um, I appreciate you boys uh, covering a wide array of topics, and I will tell you, um, I listened to uh, what you guys said eagerly because I, uh, unfortunately, (laughs) due to some work constraints, um, was unable to watch the fight. I'm going to probably have to watch it on playback maybe tonight. Um, so a little anticlimactic, but, um, uh, I'm very e- eager and interested to see that. So it was, uh, it was really good to hear your guys' opinion on that. Um, uh, Brian, let me warn you. This
3: is like a, a police scene. Like there's nothing to see here. There's, there's nothing to see. Nothing. But okay, I, okay, I like do Tim want does. you guys uh, at least watch <laughs> the fight, at least watch it. And then just just send me a message or call me letter, how you know how we communicate. But you just let me know if if I'm going too far off the deep end off of that fight or not. But nevertheless, uh, your thoughts on at least baseball at this point in time, from what you've heard, how you would like to address either American League or I'll jump right into the National League to get out of here and, and start talking college.
4: Yeah, you know what, man? I'm gonna keep it pretty short. You know how I feel about baseball right now. It's it's. Baseball, baseball is America's pastime, and it's been really hard for quite some time for me to, uh, to really, uh, really enjoy the sport because <laughs> as an Angels fan, um, we have been doomed to purgatory for years and years and years, even though we had two of the top five players in the entire league for the last three, four, five years. And I said this to you earlier in the year. And I appreciate what Mike said. You know, obviously the L.A. media is making it a big to-do that Shohei showed up there. I think what Shohei's doing is showing that he's a class act. I think what Shohei's doing is showing that um, he's a a good teammate and that, you know, ride or die, he's going to be there for the team. I I personally don't think there's any way, any chance in hell that Shohei Otani comes back. And as much as I love the kid and everything that he did for the organization, the angels made a, uh, in my opinion, made a very, very big mistake, not trading him at the deadline and getting assets back as bad as their farm system is as bad as their team is every year. They, you know, they use a little bit of duct tape to plug holes, uh, they never really address the glaring issue, which is pitching, which we've talked about, Ty. Um, I just don't see this getting better. I really don't. And now that your stars, Rendon, Trout, are starting to get older, become more injury-prone, I don't see it getting better. But you know what? I do want to give kudos to – I want to give kudos to the Texas Rangers because it wasn't that long ago that they were in the same class as the Angels. They were horrific. They were continually finishing – Bottom of that division, and you know what? They have a competent GM and owner that were able to turn that franchise around. Um, I'm not one of those people that damn the people in my division unless you're a cheater like Houston. So Texas, bring home the division. You guys deserve it. Your guys fans deserve it. Get that W and don't let it uh, don't 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 tempt fate. That's what I will say. Texas deserves to win the division. I'm pulling for them. I hope Texas gets the division. That's all I got to say about the AL. As far as the uh, the NL, wait, 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 no, no,
3: mean, no, stop, 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 stop. stop, stop. I didn't get to NL yet. Stop, stop, stop. Um, oh, okay, my leave, bad. And leave, and leave Dusty Baker alone. Dusty's a great skipper. Leave, leave Dusty alone, man. Mm-hmm. That heating heat and stuff right. was a couple years ago. Like that they're, they're past that. Yeah, I was gonna I, say, I I happen, just, was he was I, he I there happened. when it happened?
4: No, he was not. No, yeah, it, yeah. right. Yeah. I'm not. Then I'm not including Dusty. But is there still people? Yeah, in the but
3: front he, has to, and he has to manage that work? team, though. He has to manage yeah. that team. Me being a Twins fan, I got to deal with this crap everywhere Carlos Correa go. They boo him yeah. crazy. They boo him every time he get up yeah. to the plate if he makes a the play. They booing him. It's and like you know bro, what?
4: He's uh, all I'm gonna say, all I'm gonna say, Ty, is I hope the ring was worth it because you know what? Every one of those guys deserves to be booed the rest of their career. You know what? Yeah, P. They Rose can never, never get in the Hall of Fame for making a bet on his team. But you, but but you're not going to say that this is more egregious, just outright cheating, you know, knowing what pitch is coming in, we're going to you know, steal signs. Like, I don't know. Like, listen, you, you know, you know, I, I differ from a lot of people as far as the Pete Rose thing, but I'm just saying, the Pete Rose thing to me, in my eyes, is nowhere near as egregious as oh, what these guys did, and these guys, mm-hmm. and these guys, including ownership, got to keep that title got to keep the rings, keep the prestige from it. And you know what? They deserve to be booed everywhere they go. But you, but you know what? I mean, here's
1: the thing. People try to steal signs all the time. It's the use of technology and everything else that they use that makes it so egregious. But yeah, I mean, to your right. point, Alex Bregman's never had, uh, the same kind of season. And the one thing that you said earlier that I, that I just want to correct, uh, Anthony Rendon hasn't become injury prone as he's gotten older. He's been injury prone since college.
4: All right, fair enough. Fair enough. My point being is, they they have all this money tied up into aging stars that are now on the field about half the year, and as you guys know, that's not necessarily a recipe for we're going to be in the hunt next year. So, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, you know, interesting pieces. You know. But when you start talking about interesting pieces, obviously you're not talking about the playoffs because you don't talk about interesting pieces for the future uh, if your team's a playoff team. You're talking about interesting pieces now.
3: Um, just to add on to this issue so I can get away from it and get to Nashville and get in and out of here, um, I was watching this week an interview that they had in L.A. with Mike Trout. Mike Trout literally <laughs> started crying mid-interview about him not being able to play and not being healthy. And, he say, and he's doing everything that he possibly can to be out there on the field and goes into spring training and is trying to take care of his body, eat the right food, so on and so forth. And he's like, it's always something that happens. And he he's really trying to control it. And I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm not an Angels fan at all, but I'm a big Mike Trout fan. When I seen him crying yep. in that interview, I was like, that's horrible. Like, it's bad that I know that he's yep. crying. You know what I'm saying? And it's is, it is a tough scenario that the Angels have to – watch O'Tani leave and potentially have to move on from Trout. Trout has so much money in his back pocket, like what do the Angels do? Like they're stuck to both of these guys if they want to keep Otani in the park or uh try to deal with Trout and Trout has been off of the field in and out of that lineup for the past four to five seasons. That that's a tough scenario for the Angels. But let me get into the National League so I can get done with baseball and get to college. Um I start with the National League Central. The Central uh, the Brewers are up 91 and 70, uh, clinching the division. Eliminated are the Chicago Cubs. They are 83 and 78. I was I was pushing for you guys. I wanted you guys to come through. Uh, the Cincinnati Reds are 82 and 79. The Pittsburgh Pirates are 75 and 86. And rounding out the bottom of the division are the St. Louis Cardinals, 70 and 91. This is one of their worst seasons in a long time, uh, nearing 100 losses at that. Uh, Mike, quickly so I could get in and out of National League. Your thoughts on the National League Central?
1: Future's bright in this division. Uh, St. Louis got a lot of questions to answer. We'll see. It's not it's not going to be handed to you anymore. Uh, Pittsburgh drafted Paul Schemes. They got a lot of good young players. Finished way better than anybody thought. Uh, Cincinnati, a lot of good young players as well. Uh, future's bright for them. They got some more young guys in the pipeline, too, on their way up. Uh, Chicago, man, the Sensei Suzuki has carried that team over the last couple months. But dropping that fireball in the bottom of the eighth inning to allow two runs in, and then you get swept in Atlanta this week, uh, that's really what broke their hearts. Uh, they were close to being in the playoffs. They got to make a decision on Cody Bellinger in this offseason. And then Milwaukee, man, watch out. Freddie Perot is on another level right now throwing the ball. Uh, Corbin Burns is what he is Brandon Woodruff has been pitching well Milwaukee can pitch Uh, That's a tough matchup in a short series For anybody uh, in those first Couple rounds so uh, I I don't think they're going to advance all the way Through but Milwaukee could be very dangerous In a short series so watch out for them In the playoffs
3: Moving along to the National League West the Los Angeles Dodgers are leading the division at 99 and 62. Uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks clinched a playoff spot, wild card. They are 84 and 77. That just happened last night. The San Diego Padres are 81 and 80, 18 games back. Excuse me. The San Francisco Giants are 79 and 82, falling out of contention, 20 games back. And the Colorado Rockies are 58 and 103, 41 games back. They are going through a hailstorm. By the Twin Cities, boy, oh boy, I'm loving everything that's going on in Colorado right now. Uh, Mike, your thoughts on the NL West?
1: You know, Rockies. I just don't see what the future is in this organization. I was impressed with Nolan Jones and what he brought second half of the year, and Ezekiel Tobar, the young shortstop. Other than that, a lot of questions to answer. They are bringing Charlie Blackman back for one more year. Uh, San Francisco. They may gave Caps the scapegoat, but front office didn't give him the pieces. They got a lot of money to spend in free agency. Uh, they're disappointed that they fell off, uh, but they had to do something. They ended up replacing the manager because they, they played terrible the last couple months of the season, one of the worst teams in baseball. Uh, but we'll see. San Diego finally made it over 500, TP. We've been saying all year. Are they going to make it over 500? Now they finally got there. Uh so just a little bit too little too late for San Diego. Uh they play well down the stretch but just, you know, ran out of steam. Arizona, good for them making the playoffs, good young team. Uh that's gonna be an interesting series. Uh whoever they end up playing, we'll give it to that in a second. And then as I said before, you better get the Dodgers this year. where well, they didn't get him. Kershaw lost his first game last night since May, but he's gonna be lined up to pitch game one. The question with the Dodgers is who's going to pitch for them in the playoffs with all the different injuries and things they've had on that pitching staff. But that's still a very formidable lineup. Uh, Really good years out of Freeman and Mookie Betts and even J.D. Martinez, over 100 RBIs when the Red Sox kind of gave up on him. But nice season offensively for the Dodgers, and the Dodgers are going to continue to reload moving forward.
3: Okay, going into your wheelhouse right now, uh the ML East, the Atlanta Braves lead the league, one hundred and four wins, fifty seven losses. The Philadelphia Phillies have a wild card spot eighty nine and seventy two. The Miami Marlins eighty four and seventy six. Clinching last night nineteen and a half games back. They clinch a wild card spot. The New York Mets are seventy four and eighty six, twenty nine and a half games back, and the Washington Nationals are seventy and ninety one, thirty four games back. Uh Mike, your boys are doing it. Uh, they have the overall lead all across the board. Um, give me your thoughts on the NL West, and then we'll go through the college for
1: everybody. Okay, real quick with the Nationals, a lot of youth learned on the job. Matt's disappointing story. We talked about the interesting thing with the Marlins. We got to see how that comes out with them in Arizona today uh, because – the Marlins might have to go play a, finish a suspended game in New York tomorrow to figure out seeding for those last two wild card spots. We'll figure out what happens there. Uh, the Phillies are a dangerous matchup for anybody they get in the postseason because that team can hit, and Bryce Harper's figured out first base. Uh, Trey Turner, after a really, low, really slow start, has <clears> come around. So the Phillies are a dangerous matchup in the postseason. And listen, man, what more can you say about Atlanta? Can they hit enough home runs to break the record today? We'll see. But um, Ronald Acuna is my MVP. I don't care what anybody says. He now broke the franchise record in, uh, in steals. And then with everything else that he's put together this season, uh, Matt Olsen is uh, going to lead all the major league in home runs, and he broke the club RBI record. So a very special year from Atlanta. The big thing with, with the Braves, CP is uh, can Matt <laughs> blister get healed so he can be ready uh, come postseason? And then can they pitch enough? We know they're offensively they're going to be fine. So I have a really, really special season out of the Atlanta Braves. That's one of the best offenses I've ever seen.
3: Okay. Uh, speaking of Atlanta, just to keep you guys' eyes open on this situation, they are still losing in London to the Jacksonville Jaguars 17-7, to uh, looking like they are first down, actually. The Jags have pushed a uh, first down. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has got one, uh, Christian Kirk. Okay, so I do want to get the football as best as I can, but let me get this college out of the way, Sports City, top 25 from Friday on. Uh, Utah loses their matchup against Oregon State 21-7. to Interesting enough, Utah was one of the teams I felt like was going to be a surprise story. The way that they came out there in uh, Oregon State's building, they looked flat. They could not get anything going. Uh the Beavers sent so many blitzes at Utah that they really couldn't get the ball downfield as they best as they could. And uh, they have a speedster that they could not deal with at all. Like, this guy is the new, uh, I'll, I'll say college joystick. Like they, he's like the Dante Hall of college at this point in time, the way that Oregon State was putting it on Utah. I mean, it was some of the runs that this guy had was incredible uh, at the end of the day. I'm trying to find his name. Oh, Bolden. Silas Bolden is his name. That's it. Okay. So, and he he had one incredible run uh, in the midst of the game, going throughout the top twenty-five from Saturday. Uh, the Georgia Bulldogs uh, survive a scare up against the War Eagle in uh, Alabama, beating Auburn twenty-seven to twenty. Michigan blows out Nebraska forty-five-seven. I think they gave them the seven points. Uh, I'll say this quickly: Nebraska give up. Like like I, this isn't the Nebraska that I grew up from the '90s watching Lawrence Phillips, Tommy Frazier, Eric Crouch, all of these monsters that they had. They they can't even compete. I think Michigan gave them that touchdown. This to, like safe face. That that's horrible. And in Lincoln, they they did it to them in uh, Nebraska. It, it, Michigan really outclassed them. Michigan is on a streak of scoring 30 points and holding people to a touchdown. Uh, two teams have done it. I think it was the 79 Ohio State Buckeyes and the 1993 Florida State Seminoles. Both have won the national championship. Things that make you go, hmm. Uh, Texas take care of the business up against Kansas. Kansas was without their starting quarterback. Uh, nevertheless, Texas actually had this game tight early, uh, but pulled away late in the second half uh, with Ewers and company. Penn State wins by blowout in Chicago. Up against Northwestern, forty-one to thirteen. Washington wins their matchup up against Arizona. Interesting score, thirty-one to twenty-four. But Panix is still on top of the the pile in that situation. USC and the the shootout of shootouts yesterday. Well, no, no, this is the one of the shootouts. Let me say it that way. Um, USC wins the game, forty-eight forty-one. 41 USC clearly had the the edge in this game until the, the last quarter, where Dion and company made this a game late. Oregon blows out Stanford forty-two to six. Hold on, people. I, I, I'm getting to see Hold on. Okay, um, where was I? Okay, Oregon wins their matchup up against Stanford forty-two to six in a blowout in Cali in the Bay Area. Notre Dame survives Duke. Duke had to leave for a while. Notre Dame scores late, winning this game twenty-one to fourteen. Uh, I got to tip my hat to Duke to get this far from what they've been doing at this point in time. Um, but Duke, de- you know, definitely surprised a lot of people for the run that they've been on, but they will end up falling after losing to Notre Dame at home. Alabama blows out Mississippi State 40-17. to I give Alabama a ton of credit because Mississippi State had it interesting early, and then they just blew the doors off the hinges uh, up against the Bulldogs in Mississippi State. Um, this is something that my co-hosts will not like. Ole Miss wins the shootout of shootouts yesterday. 55-49, to 49, these two teams combined over 100 points in a, uh, a regulation game. They didn't go into overtime or anything. Um, the one thing about it is I'm not a big Kiffin fan. I wanted LSU to try to pull it out, but LSU has their issues defensively, uh, especially with them giving up 55 to Ole Miss. And Ole Miss, I feel like, still is – Middle of the pack, and LSU being 13th rank, I felt like they could have played stronger, but the offense had to shoot as best as they could. And um, the last play, Daniels tried his best to get the ball to the receiver in the middle of the end zone, but they broke the pass up. Ole Miss survives 55-49. to Oklahoma blows out Iowa State 50-20. to Interesting thing about this game, this game was interestingly close early. Oklahoma said no, 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 and blew the doors off the hinges late in the second quarter. Uh, stretching his score to 40-20 to 20 at the end of the, the second quarter and ended up putting up 10 more points in the second half. Uh, Tennessee beat South Carolina 41-20. to 20. Where is Spencer Rattler? Like, uh, people aren't talking about him from two years ago. He was a preseason Heisman, hopeful, and ends up leaving Oklahoma. Goes to South Carolina to try to change scenery, and he's still losing. He's still losing, but I think he'll still end up going to the still league. He's still, he's still interesting <laughs> enough, a, a decent quarterback. Tennessee wins this one by three scores. Um, Kentucky blows out Florida, and they're off to a 5-0 and start, 33-14. to Florida's so up and down, I don't know what's up, but they will fall out of the top 25 with this loss. They come up with a big win the other day. Me and Mike actually discussed it when they beat Tennessee, and then they get beat down up against Kentucky in Lexington, uh, the, the inconsistencies of the Florida Gators. Uh, the Missouri Tigers beat Vanderbilt, there's no surprise there, 38-21. to 21. And rounding out the top 25 is Fresno State beating Nevada 27-9 to 9, uh, in Fresno. Um, I'll go to you first, Mike, your thoughts on the top 25, and I'll get to Mike and then we'll get to the NFL as well. Uh, I mean, i get to Brian, I'm sorry.
1: Well, a couple things. I'm going to start with Friday night. Uh, Utah has to get their starting quarterback back. He's been out throwing the ball before games, but he had that injury late last season. Uh, They've done all this so far with a backup quarterback, and it finally caught up with him on the road on Friday night. Now, even though they got one loss, all their goals are still in front of them. They still see USC. They still got Washington, I think, this year. So, uh, everything is still in front of Utah. They got Colorado still this year. So... um, you know, there's a possibility that an 11-1 team out of the Pac-12 could be in playoff contention. So Utah's got to get their quarterback back. Uh, listen, they, Vegas tried to tell everybody with this Georgia-Auburn game, even though uh, Georgia got beat uh, – I mean, even though Auburn got beat badly last week by Texas a and this was only a 14-point spread. That's a crazy rivalry game. Uh, but Georgia – Defensively, they're not as dominant as they have been, TP, and so they really need the offense to step up, and it's not. They don't have a lot of the same pieces, but they do have Brock Bauer, who is a monster. Uh, So uh, we will see they have Kentucky this weekend. So, uh, you know, Kentucky right now is looking like the second-best team uh, in that Eastern division. Yesterday was really their first tough game, though. They played – Cupcake U and uh, Alabama School for the Deaf and Sisters of the Poor and then um, then the one-legged Catholic school to start the season. So now they finally, uh, you know, play a quote-unquote ranked team uh, and get, you know, take care of business yesterday. So now they get Georgia next weekend. We will see. uh, Devin Leary didn't uh, throw the ball great in that game, but boy, boy, boy. Uh, the Vanderbilt transfer, Davis, he hit he gashed Florida for 280-something yards uh, rushing yesterday. So uh, they were just able to, you know, beat him at the line of scrimmage. Uh, Michigan, impressive um, against a team that has not impressed me at all. Scott Frost was supposed to be the savior there and left a mess. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, Matt Rule's teams tend to be better in the second year, but you've got a lot of rebuilding to do. Like, you can't just, like, strip this to the studs. You got to, like, blow this whole thing up and completely start laying a new concrete block and rebuild, really, from the ground up. So uh, we will see what he can do there. 16 straight years, uh, Alabama has beaten Mississippi State. Uh, Looking around, uh, man. Uh, Spencer uh, Spencer Radler sacked six times yesterday. This is a – Tennessee had this game marked on their calendar because you remember uh, South Carolina knocked them out of the playoff picture last year, Uh, so they took care of business uh, yesterday against South Carolina. Now, let me go ahead and speak on this uh, and just get this out the way. I don't want to hear anybody blaming Jane Daniels. I don't want to hear anybody blaming the offense. You put up 49 points on the road. Uh, I talked bad about the Denver Broncos because they gave up 726 yards last Sunday against the Miami Dolphins. Well, the LSU Tigers gave up 714 yards to Ole Miss last night. It was awful. Matt House, defensive coordinator, they need to send you to the house. Uh, This is as bad or worse – LSU are their worst ever defense in 2020 when they brought Bo Pelini back the year after they won the national championship. And this defense is worse. And you got a lot of people back from last year who were good, uh, who played well on defense. Uh, I think a lot of this is schemes. A lot of this is coaching. Yes. You can't continue to remake that that secondary through the portal. You need to be able to develop your guys. Uh, But at the end of the day, this defense should not be This bad uh, This LSU team was ranked 13 On name alone And what's sad about this to me TP is This is probably The best offense that LSU's had other than that 2019 Team maybe in the history of their uh, In in the history of the school The offense is The offense is remarkable The, the, the numbers they're putting up Throwing the football And even in the running game The offense is good but at the end of the day, you've got to be able to stop some people. Uh, they couldn't stop anybody. Uh, they couldn't stop – like, I, I almost feel like you could have pulled 11 walk-ons uh, from the student body <laughs> with the right coaching and been able to have a little bit more success on the defensive side of the ball. I get it. Lane Kiffin's supposed to be an offensive genius and smart and whatever else. This team only put up 10 points last week against Alabama. They put up less than Mississippi State was able to score. On Alabama But yet they put up 55 And go for 700 plus yards They ought to be ashamed LSU is eliminated from the playoffs Which I didn't think they were going to be there this year anyway I hope they would But I didn't think that was going to be there for them At the end of the day It's one conference loss uh, But I don't see anything to To make me think That that team's going to run the table They still got to play A&M They still got to play Alabama they, you know, uh, there's plenty. They go to Missouri this week. Who's undefeated at five and zero? Now maybe you know you could start by, you know, trying to trying to knock a team out of the rankings and whatever. But uh, it is uh, it, it it was an extremely extremely disappointing loss for LSU. And you know they're going to say this is this is probably the best win that Lane Kiffin's had as a head coach. He's never been able to beat a team ranked ahead of him. Uh, before Yesterday His biggest win was Indiana in the bowl game Right so and that's a basketball school So miss me with that um, the, This team didn't play great defense But but we will uh, We will see because uh, You know now you know, Texas A&M Took care of what they were supposed to do uh, mm-hmm. And beating Arkansas by 12 And now mm-hmm. Texas A&M Has got to turn around and play Alabama next weekend So uh, Oklahoma and Texas next weekend, too. Oklahoma wins 50-20. to 20. Uh, Texas did their thing uh, yesterday as well. So, I mean, you know, man, it, it's just tough. Uh, I'm, I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, Caleb Williams played well yesterday. Uh, for USC, Shindura came back. And so USC, even though they won that game, they still face a lot of questions on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, you know, my, like I said, and trust me, my team does too. So I recognize it and I understand. But USC's got a lot of questions to answer defensively.
3: USC, and so does Colorado. Colorado for Dion Sanders to be your coach, and this guy was a defensive mastermind on the corner, and for him to continue to give up give forty-something points almost every week, I'm I'm disgusted. Um, Everybody, please go back to liking your team now. Like, like I, I get it. It's so the support for Dion, but that no Colorado got to turn this thing around. I, and, and some people did point it out to me. They was like Ty, he was that team was one the eleven. He's trying to turn that around. I'm like, great. Was well, still support your team, didn't you like a team before Colorado? Because you know, in about two to four years, he's gonna be gone. And are you still gonna be a Colorado fan? So interesting of a story. But the way that they look in losing these games right now. <laughs> I don't know how much turning around he's gonna do, especially with Shiloh and Shador probably leaving next season. Not this season right here, but he's trying to get both of them to stay so they could try and dominate as best as they can next year. But then they're leaving and then what's gonna keep him in Boulder? Like not his sons. I think he wanted to see his sons through to try to get to the league. So that's immediately my thoughts on that perspective right there. Um, Brian, your thoughts on college, and I'll get to the NFL oh, right God,
2: now.
4: Yeah, you know what? I think Mike did a great job of kind of doing a quick wrap, wrap up there. I, I just want to I want to touch on a few a few things. So the first uh I want to touch on Kentucky. Um yeah, they may have played the uh the death blind you know, death blind um one-legged teams, but uh no no team has had a 100-yard rusher against Florida this year and they've played other top 10 t- or top 25 teams in Utah. Um so <laughs> Davis rushing for 280 yards is still impressive. I, I, I think Kentucky's for real. I think I, I think they look damn impressive. And like we always say, you can only play the teams that are you know in front of you. And Florida looks you know obviously very inconsistent. Looks really good against Tennessee. Looks really bad. But I'm gonna give I'm gonna give that credit to Kentucky. I think they made them look bad. I think that offensive line and Davis just did whatever they wanted in that game. Um, so kudos to them. Ty, you know, this is something that we had talked about last week.
1: Uh,
4: I feel, um, I, even though I'm not a Duke Blue Devil fan, I feel some kind of way because they that, that game was basically in hand the entire game. And I, I don't remember the exact number, guys, but I'm pretty sure it was less than a minute to go when Notre Dame scores. And if Notre Dame doesn't score there, with the uh, with the win over uh, – with the, the the earlier win that they had uh, over a, another ranked team, I think that probably vaults them into potentially the conversation of, hey, could we be looking at a potential playoff team? Because they still have a, a matchup with Florida State. Obviously, with that loss and the rest of the strength and schedule they have, pretty much no shot. But I, I feel like especially on defense – I feel like those kids played at a championship level. So I just want to say a quick shout-out to uh, Duke. Um, I know he's going to get beaten to the ground, but tight. we've talked about this as well. But, you know, as a USC fan, I'm not impressed, man. I'm really not. And I hate to say this because at one point they were up 35-7 to in the second quarter. But, like, there's something to be said for teams understanding how to win. Right. Like, I think that's such an undervalued quality. And it's like, it's one thing to be good. It's another thing to understand how to win, to move the chains when it's necessary, to make, a, you know, a chip shot field goal that'll put you up by three scores, you know, in the second half and basically ice the game. And you know what? It didn't cost them yesterday. But as you guys know, when they play a team like Oregon, when they play a team. You know, like Washington or some of these other teams. I just wonder if it's going to cost them. Because I will tell you, and this is a game that you mentioned, Ty. And I haven't looked at the schedule, but I want to say that they play them. But uh, Oregon State, I'm pretty sure they play Oregon State. And I got to tell you, the uh, the one loss Oregon had, uh, Oregon State had, it looked like the Beavers were re-energized. They went they went in there to to their house, had Utah come into their house, the higher-ranked team. And they, they looked like they were pretty intent on, on delivering a message, as you guys know, early on, going forward on fourth down in order to get the touchdown as opposed to settling for for a field goal. I, just the whole mindset. And I just wonder if USC, when they come across a team that's, that's really willing to punch back, it's, it's a different scenario when somebody's punching back and they're three scores down to where they're in the game with you, and, and you're feeling a little bit of heat. But I was not impressed with the W whatsoever. And uh, final game that I, I just want to quickly touch on, and uh, y- you've already mentioned this, but uh, man, Nebraska, Nebraska, you know, as you mentioned, Ty, in the '90s, you know, we 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 can remember the Wishbone offense, uh, you know, Coach Coach Osborne. Those boys, it didn't matter who you put in the backfield, they were going to run the ball, and they were probably going to run for two, 300 yards on the day. And that team just looks absolutely and totally inept. Like, literally, it, it, it was pitiful. I think I probably watched two series on either side of the ball, and I was like, this is too difficult to watch. Like, team just does not look like it's in the same class as other NCAA teams. So, I mean, it was pretty rough. But that's all I got, Ty. Hey, I, I agree 100%. I, I feel
3: like they're eons away from what it looked like 20, 30 years ago compared to where they are now. Um, I, I don't care what rule does next season. They are still going to be in the cellar in the Big Ten. Who, who do they eclipse? Like, I, I don't care what they who, – who? Who are they going to be better than Ohio State? Michigan? Maybe Penn Michigan State. State? State. Huh? Oh, oh, okay. All right, because well, they're going through all hell. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what, well, Iowa State? i like – like said it out. Like they're they're not competitive at all. People are going up in there punching them in their face. Last year they lost to Georgia Southern. You tell me when you ever heard of Georgia Southern be competitive in football? Not not Georgia, not Georgia Tech. No, Georgia Southern. I've never heard of them in my life. Stop it, Nebraska foe. If y'all not gonna compete no more, look, this is just as personal as uh, the Charlo situation. Because I'm not gonna lie, I'm a dire Hurricane fan, but when. Tommy Frazier was running the ball like that. I I was a complete fan of watching that option work. That option doesn't work anymore. So Nebraska's like one-legged at this point in time. Okay, so let me get everybody back involved. I still got Royce here with us. I'm going to get everybody's picks and get us out of here as best as we possibly can. Um, NFL Week 4 was underway as of Thursday night. And y'all know I'm electric at this point in time because the Detroit Lions went into Green Bay, Wisconsin to play the Packers. And they took care of business in Lambeau Field, winning that game 34-20. to A lot of people are coming to me and saying, Ty, you know, that score wasn't indicative of what you guys did to them. You guys beat them real bad. I'm like, I know, but I don't want to get too hyped. Let me just chill. Everybody just relax. I feel like Jerry Maguire, like when he was about to leave the office, he's like, all I want to know is. Who's coming with me? Because the crazy part about this is I've never seen Detroit play like this. The defense is the story at this point in time. And this is the first time I've seen in my Lion history at Lambeau, it looked like a mixed crowd. It was blue and green everywhere. It was like (laughs) Lambeau, the the fans of Green Bay didn't even want to be there. And um, they put out a statement after the game telling the Green Bay season season ticket holders, Stop selling your tickets to people. I found <laughs> Tell them to people in Wisconsin. Hell no! If they if they can make the money off the situation, that's great. That's one thing. But I feel so electric about the situation. I, I'm I'm ear to ear smiling about this. Forward down the field, Detroit. Keep doing your thing. Okay, let me get that out. Um, I do have a caller in queue. We have Mr. Controversy, James. Welcome the brunch. How are you feeling this morning?
5: I'm feeling great. How about yourself?
3: I just I just told you how I'm feeling. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> uh, it's, just, it's out of my week four.
5: Um, Don't get your hopes you. up. They're going to let you down like they always do. Oh, Same old that, lines. That's,
3: that's, hey, that's your problem. You left, <laughs> you could do what you want to do with your former team. I'm still here. I will not leave Motown. You hear me? That's the – Sports City, I could expose some things, but I'm going to let him – I'm going to let him slide. I'm going to let him slide. But just know I know the back door. Sports City, I know the back door. Okay, so let me get into this as best as I can. First things first, I have the Dolphins and Bills taking flight in Buffalo. The Bills are favored by two and a half. Arkeese, are you still with me? I'm with you, Thomas. Who do you like in this game and why?
0: Uh I like the Miami Dolphins cuz they're hot. Not that the uh Buffalo Bills aren't on a two-game win streak as well. Uh somebody's got to got to lose today uh in that streak. Uh I'm banking on the Dolphins to go to 4-0 and uh another L for the for the uh, Buffalo Bills unfortunately.
5: That's my selection.
3: Mr. Greenwood, who do you like, Dolphins or Bills in Buffalo?
5: I mean, the Miami Dolphins put up a really big, um, really big game last week against the Denver Broncos, but the Broncos are not who we thought they were. They are the exact opposite of who we thought they were. Um, so, I'm going to take the Bills. Um, just the the history of, of these two teams playing each other is pretty telling. I think of the past 10 matchups, the Miami Dolphins have only won one. Now it's a new year, new teams, but um, I think the Bills might actually have the Dolphins number this week. I'm going to take the Bills.
3: Mike, who do you like in this game and why? Dolphins or Bills in Buffalo? Buffalo.
1: This is one I go back and forth on. And we got some breaking NBA news, by the way. Uh, this is one I go back and forth on. Uh, but I think maybe later when Brian Miller is healthy, maybe we have a different discussion. But until they actually get stopped, I'm going to go with the Miami Dolphins today in the closer. So you're going with the Dolphins?
3: Okay. Yes, sir. Fort City, I've been told I need to start keeping tally. So I'm, I'm writing at the same time. Um me myself, I'm, I'm going with Miami. I feel like the way that this offense has been going crazy, um, and I'm not just putting this on behalf of what they did to Denver. Denver, I've I've been to flee my hand at them. Um, it's tough to deal with Waddle and Tyreek already, but these two running backs are building confidence uh, with Mostert and, and a Chain back there. These guys are running the ball well. All of them run four threes. If you want to run a four by one, you got to go to the USA Olympic team, and that uh, Olympic event, not a football game. And these guys have speed all over the field. If Jadavis White and company could slow them down, good luck. I think Vegas is up to something, though, with this spread. I'm still going to go with the Dolphins to pull this one out. Um, The next game I have is the – oh, gosh, I'm sorry, sports. (laughs) Okay, so this is the toilet bowl game, people. The Denver Broncos, in which we were just talking about and 3 are going to Soldier Field up against the Chicago Bears and 3 Denver is favored by three on the road in Chicago. I am actually scared to pick this game. Um, Mike, I'll let you set it off. Who do you like and why, Broncos or Bears? Who gets their first win of the season?
1: I think the Denver Broncos win this game. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't say that with a lot of confidence, so it sounds like it. But I, I just feel like I trust Russell Wilson at this point more than I trust Justin Fields. Uh, I haven't seen really Chicago be able to get out of their own way, really. And I think that there's, I mean, just a, a lot of uh, a, a lot of chaos, like even from the front office on down right now in that organization. So I think I think Denver wins this game. But I'm telling you, uh, listen, avert your eyes because I don't know that you could see anything uglier if you saw a crash on the interstate. Okay, Jimmy, who do you like in this game,
3: Broncos or Bears in Chicago?
5: I'm mostly going to take the Broncos. I think the quarterback's better, the coaching's better, the wide receivers are better. Um, It's hard to find... Something that the Chicago Bears do better, and this is weird to say considering they're both zero three teams, but we were thinking that the Cardinals were just going to tank the whole season. And I honestly think the Arizona Cardinals might be better than this Bears team too. So I'm, I'm taking Denver. I just think they're they're a better squad. <laughs> Okay, Royce, uh, your thoughts on this game, Broncos
3: and Bears, and I want to give you some news that I know that you may like or love, however I could address this to you. The on Blazers have traded Drew Holiday to the Celtics for Malcolm Brogdon in picks. Um, this is crazy because I really felt like Brogdon was a good fit with the Celtics, but for them to get Drew, similar guard, it, it, I would have rather them kept both of them, but – I guess to get the guard, they had to give up a good piece. Um, your thoughts on the trade that just happened, but you're also give me your pick first, Broncos, Bears, too, and then I'll, I'll get this one around the kitchen also.
0: Well, this is perfect timing, timeless. Uh, my reason for selecting the Broncos this week is a basketball reason is because I was there when they won the championship and I was able to partake in their parade. That was a great time. So I'm going with the Broncos. It's definitely a battle of uh, attrition. Uh, between them and the uh, Bears. That being said, based on the news that's being reported by Wolves with uh, Drew Holiday to Boston, as you mentioned, Robert Williams and Malcolm Brogdon hit it to the Blazers. Uh, This will kind of like tell the tale on uh, all of that the Portland Trailblazers received for Dame Lillard. So now you have DeAndre Ayton, you get Robert Williams, you get Malcolm Brogdon. They're also receiving, uh, I believe it's a couple of first-round picks One is coming over from uh, Golden State, yes, in the 2024 uh, Golden State first-round pick, and then a 2029 unprotected Boston first to the Blazers. So that's pretty much a a good haul there for the Blazers. They're going young, but they do have some veterans who aren't prima donnas. They're not going to make a big issue about minutes. They're going to help push the needle uh, forward for young guys like Jaden Sharp, Uh, the rookie that they drafted this year, uh, Scoot Henderson, as well as Chris Murray and others. So I think Chauncey is going to, you know, get an opportunity to show just how well he can coach up a young team that has some veterans who uh, he would consider dogs in his camp. So that's my uh, convo on that. We can get into that on a basketball show. For sure, for sure. I just, I just had to feed you. I got to
3: make sure I take care of my boy now. I got to take care of homie now. I got it. you know. I, I fed him before. I fed him before. No problem. Um, this is tough for me, City. I'm really in the pickle. Like, I don't know where's seen in the pickle. I really feel like the best can shock the crap out of the Broncos. Like, just because this is that Justin Fields type of game to take advantage of, a defense that let up damn near 800 yards of football. Gave up 70-some-odd points. And watch two running backs get four touchdowns apiece in one game. If the run game is beating you that bad, and that's something that Chicago can do is run the ball. What's it? I'm going against the Greer. I'm going with Chicago. Prove me wrong, Denver. Prove me wrong. I'm going with the Bears to win this one. Because if the Bears lose this game to the Broncos, they are getting the number one pick in the draft. That That's it. And I feel bad. They brought Justin Fields there and they – I really don't want to say what I'm about to say, but I got to. They wasted their time with trying to address Justin Fields and not having the right coaches around him. Justin Fields, save your case of you being in Chicago. Prove them wrong. I'm going with you to pull this off up against Denver. Uh, Denver still has an issue to me defensively, and I like how everybody out there in Colorado is pointing fingers. That's that's the funny part about this. Um The next matchup we have are the Baltimore Ravens up against the Cleveland Browns. Um, I will go first on this one. The Ravens are favored by two in Cleveland. Deshaun Watson is not playing. This is tough for me because they still have injuries on the Ravens' side of the ball, but I feel like Lamar still could be more effective up against this Browns team. I'm going with the Ravens on the road to be the old Browns to beat the new Browns. I'm going Ravens
5: in Cleveland. Uh
3: James, your thoughts on this game? Ravens and Browns.
5: Um, I'm I'm taking the Ravens as well. Um it's, it's not like the Browns have like a Jacoby Brissett sitting um sitting on the bench who's like a decent starter. They're they're gonna be I uh Um, they're going to be taking, um, Dorland Robinson, putting him out there. And I do know that a lot of people have some hype on this guy, but probably not on his first start. I'm taking the Ravens.
3: Okay. Who do you like in this game? Ravens or Browns?
0: I'm going to go Browns.
3: Uh
0: Uh-oh. Going with the Browns. No reason other than, uh going with the
3: Browns. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, no problem. Hey, I ain't mad at you. Go ahead, Tupac. Okay, Mike, your thoughts on this game? Ravens and Browns in Cleveland.
1: Uh, So, before I pick this game, let me just say that my heart is broken with the Drew Holiday news. Uh, Because I really like the player a lot. But he's going to the one team that, man. Okay, uh, I will pick the Ravens in this game. I just feel like uh, a chip on their shoulder. They lost a game they probably shouldn't have lost last week. And at the end of the day, injuries on both sides of the ball. Uh, But I'll take the team that has their starting quarterback. So uh, I'm going to go with Baltimore to get this done in in Cleveland. Okay, I do have
3: breaking news back in the building. Brian, are you able to pick at this point in time?
4: Yeah, I got a few minutes, Ty. I, uh, I I agree with the consensus. Um, I think I think it's a tall task. As well as Cleveland has been playing, I think it's a tall task to ask them to beat the Ravens without their starting quarterback, without their starting running back. Um, and we didn't really know whether or not the quarterback was going to go until today, which only further complicates. So with that being – I'm going to say Baltimore wins, but that defense is nasty. I, I, I think the first team to 17 probably wins. Broncos
3: or Bears, Brian, real quick? I want to do these quick just to give me a name. Broncos or Bears?
4: Oh, God. What a ugly game. This is like Nebraska versus the school of the desk. Um, I... I guess, you know what, I guess I'll go with the more innovative coach. I guess I'll go with uh, the Broncos.
3: I'm all by myself. I picked the Bears by myself, bro. Um, Dolphins and
4: Bills. Uh, I'm going Bills. Uh, I I, I really think it's a bounce-back game, and uh, fun fact, uh, in the last 13 matchups, the Bills have won 12 of the last 13. I know this isn't, quote-unquote, the same team, but it is the same team as last year. I like I like uh I like Buffalo to win this one.
3: Okay, so now that we're all caught up, I'll come right back to you, Brian. The Bengals are the Titans. This is in Tennessee. The Bengals are favored by two and a half in Nashville.
4: Man, you know what? It's hard Ty because my heart is telling me my heart is telling me that Cincinnati should win this game, but I I mean I did just watch Monday night football against the Rams where they barely eked out nineteen points. And as bad as Tennessee's uh, offense has looked, uh, their defense has actually been fairly decent. Uh, this is a tough one for me. I mean, we're, we're, we're waiting and expecting a breakout game for Burrow. I'm going to go a little against the grain. I'm going to say Tennessee wins this game. Um, I, think they have, I think they have the better coaching, and I, I think it will end up showing up today. And you know what? As bad as Henry ha- has been this, this week or this year, uh, I think this might be the game where he might get back on track.
3: Okay, sports city, I'm gonna go next and, and this is personal for me. You can ask James Greenwood himself. There is in my heart. I don't think Tannehill can outshoot Burrow. I don't care what type of calf muscle he got pulled so on and so forth, I am not a supporter of Ryan Tannehill. I'm going with the Bengals if and this is this is funny because watch the Titans pull this game out and something crazy happened in this game and he's going to be like, Tannehill's the star, and uh, nah, nah, I don't care. I'm going with Burrow and company. Jamar Chase is finally w- waking up. Well, Burrow's been finally being able to get him the ball, um, and the run game has actually been working, too. Hopefully they can keep this run game working and start beating them downfield uh, in Nashville. I'm
0: going with the Bengals.
3: What's um, your thoughts on this game, Titans – well, Bengals or
0: Titans? This is in Tennessee. I'm going with the Bengals because I like Jamar Chase. Okay, James, who do you like in this
3: game? Bengals or Titans?
5: Uh I I mean, just based off of what I've seen this season I have to go with the Bengals. I don't feel good about it. It's not something that it's a smash play guaranteed win, uh as much as it should be with how poorly the uh the Tennessee Titans have played, but um I am gonna go with the Bengals. Um my guess is that the cast is fully recovered. Demar Chase looks a lot more like his old self last week, and I think that's going to continue. Meanwhile, we haven't seen King Henry doing um, doing what he's used to doing, and he's starting to lose snaps to, to his backup running back. So I, I think I'm going to take the Bengals in on this one.
3: Mike, who do you like in this game? Bengals or Titans
1: in Nashville. First of all, calf's not fully recovered, uh, and he showed some limitations last week. But even in those limitations, it was the defense that really stepped up for Cincinnati, and they didn't win by much more than the Niners did against the Rams. So, um, but end of the day, I trust Joe Burrow on a bum calf as long as he doesn't get hurt even more. I still trust him more than Ryan Tannehill. Give me Cincinnati.
3: Okay, sports city. So my next game that I have, of course, I'm getting sent messages at this point in time. Okay, we have the Los Angeles Rams in Indianapolis up against the Colts. The Rams are favored by a point. This is basically a pick'em. Uh Mike, I'll come to you first. Your thoughts on this one? Stafford or Anthony Richardson returning to the Colts.
1: I <sighs> Ooh, this one's hard for me. Uh the Colts coming off a win. This is a young team. Good to see uh, Richardson back. Uh, I, I, I kind of feel for him with with Aaron Donald like bearing down on him. But I think that uh, where's this game in Indianapolis? Yes, I'm going to take the Rams.
3: On the rule, we have a stunner. Uh, Brian, who do you like in this game? Rams or Colts? <clears throat>
4: I can see either team winning this game, which makes it really a true pick'em. em um, There's paths to victories for both teams. But uh, as, as you just mentioned and as Mike asked, um, any time a West Coast team travels east and it's an early start time game, you got to give at least a minor edge to the home team. And like I told you, I, I said it before, I know everybody right now is talking about Stroud, but I think Richardson's the best quarterback in this draft class, and I think he's going to end up doing more than, than what everybody else is asked to do. Um, I, I, I think the Colts win this game. I think the Colts win this game, and um, I'm, I'm going to go with the Colts to uh, to win by, let's say, three. Late, late field goal.
3: Mm, nail biter, huh? We got a nail biter. And listen, you better watch your points, Breton. You still owe me one. You still owe me one. James, who do you like in this game? Colts or Rams? This is taking place in Indy.
5: Um just going off of it's um it just going off of what you said. Um, it seems to be it seems to hold true when um when West Coast teams head to an eastern time zone it messes with them a little bit, especially if it's a one o'clock game and um so I am going to take the colts. we've seen Zach Moss inexplicably become like a legitimate running back for the for the Colts and Anthony Richardson's back. I think honestly that the Rams are a better team overall. But because they're at home, I think the Colts are going to take a win.
3: Okay. Roy, who do you like in this matchup? Rams or Colts in Indy?
0: Well, you know I'm here in Indy. So, mm-hmm. I'm going with the Colts, the home that uh, Peyton Henning built. Um, like you guys mentioned, Richardson is back. So, I'm just expecting them to have a great game at home. I think they're really up for it and looking forward to uh I'm coming through with that pick. So Colts.
3: I'm going against the game. I'm going with Michael Harvey. I'm going with the Rams. Stafford cannot lose this game. Crazy situation. I'm thinking that he has to try to keep some type of pace out there in the NFC West. Uh, If he loses this game, there's a lot of questions around him. While Cooper Cup is trying to come back to, I think that he does just enough to out-edge the youngin and show him who's still one of the more respected quarterbacks in the league, even though I I have my issues with him. But I'm going with the Rams to pull this one out. Okay, the next matchup we have, an NFC South matchup. This is for Mr. Harvey, but I'm saving him for last. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers take their talents to New Orleans. The Saints are favored by four without Derek Carr. Um, James, I'll come to you first. Your thoughts, Bucks or Saints?
5: I will never pick Baker Mayfield to win any game, even even if he wins a bunch. I can't pick him to win. I'm taking the Saints.
3: Brian, who do you like in this game,
4: Bucks or Saints? Well, the game that I saw the Saints play last week was a tale of two halves: Uh, one with Derek Carr and one without. Uh, and the the one without saw them get outscored 18 nothing, in and basically the fourth quarter. So, unlike James Greenwood, I will take Baker Mayfield because he's not going up against the Philadelphia uh, defensive line again this week. I think I'll have a little bit of time to throw. And you're talking about Evans, Godwin. Uh, I I think they'll be able to move the ball a little bit, and uh, I I think Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay will be the team that's still
3: only a one-loss team after the game. Royce, who do you like in this game, Bucs or Saints?
0: Buccaneers. Buccaneers.
3: Okay, and I'm going Tampa Bay, too, um, even though Kamara comes back. Alvin Kamara is back with the Saints, but I still feel like they have a good linebacker quarter, at least try to keep it consistent around him. Mike, give me your thoughts on why your boys take care of business or let it go in
1: the dome. No, they're going to win at home. Uh, they're going to harass Baker Mayfield. I, I like the uh, the weapons that Tampa has downfield. I just don't trust the trigger man. I think they can get enough pressure on him. Uh, and I, I think Kamara uh, is going to bring a boost to that running game. I still like the receivers. And listen, as bad as it was in the second half, um, Jameis was still 10 out of 16. So if I can get if I can get 65-plus percent without turnovers, uh, I think the Saints find a way to get it done. This team's still a work in progress, uh, but I, I think they'll be okay.
3: I don't know if I said I'm going Tampa as well. Um, and just, just because you said his name, I'm going to say it. That's the 30-for-30 30 30 guy. Jameis James Winston, you got to prove that you could beat your former team. This this is the get-back game, so I'm, I'm going with the Bucs if I didn't say it. Okay, the next matchup I have, Interesting one. No, it's not interesting. I'm lying real bad. I apologize. Sports City NFC East battle. Uh, the Washington Commanders are taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. This is taking place in the link. The Eagles are favored by eight and a half. Vegas is up to something. Very dirty. Very dirty. Eight and a half. I'm I'm questioning that spread. Royce, who do you like in this game? Commanders or Eagles? We're going with the Eagles. Okay, James, who do you like in this game? Commanders or Eagles?
5: Eagles. I'll even drop the eight and a half.
3: Mm. Uh Mike, who do you like in this game? Commanders or Eagles?
1: Fly, Eagles,
3: fly. This is looking like a sweep. Brian, who do you like? Commanders or Eagles? Brian dropped off. Okay, great. Um, I'm gonna go Eagles as well, but I think the Commanders uh cover. I think they're going to keep it within a touchdown or one possession game. Vegas is being dirty. I, I don't, I don't like the way that they're operating. That's, Vegas, you, you guys are dirty as hell. Um, the next matchup we have are the Minnesota Vikings at zero and three, the Carolina Panthers at zero and three. This is taking place in Charlotte, North Carolina. <clears throat> the Vikings are favored by five on the road. Um, James, your thoughts on this game,
5: Vikings or Panthers? Uh, the Adam Thielen and revenge game. <laughs> I know. Uh, I I'm going to take the Vikings. I don't think that they can possibly fall to 0-4. Even though this team has been playing putrid lately. I think it's time for the Vikings to finally get off the snide. Um, it could easily go the, either, uh, go the other way, but I just I just have a feeling on this one. I'm going to take the Vikings.
3: We got Brian back. Brian, before I get you to the Vikings game up against the Panthers, Commanders or Eagles, who do you like?
4: Oh, you got to go Eagles.
3: Okay, it's a clean sweep. Everybody went Eagles.
4: Yeah, sorry. Sam House still quarterback Washington, right? Excuse me? I said Sam House still the quarterback of the Washington Commanders, right?
3: Right, exactly. Uh huh. Yeah, Eagles, Eagles. Yeah. Okay. Your thoughts on the Vikings Panthers? Is it taking place in Charlotte? The Vikings are favored by five in Charlotte.
4: Listen, I'm gonna keep this pretty quick. I'm gonna go with the Panthers. It's not for the reason everybody else thinks. Listen, Whoa. the the Panthers are gonna win this game because last year the Vikings were 11 and 0 in one score games. This year they are winless in one score games. They're finding ways to lose. They, I'm pretty sure he's already had a Mark Sanchez butt fumble uh, being Kirk Cousins. And besides, we've already talked about this. Kirk Cousins is eventually going to end up in Gang green on James' favorite team. So in order for that to mm-hmm. happen, they have to continue to lose. So because of that, Vikings lose. Wow. I'm
3: stunned. <laughs> I'm stunned. Mike, your thoughts on this game? Vikings or Panthers in
1: Charlotte? I think that the Vikings win. I think Justin Jefferson's the best player on the field on either side of the ball. Uh, I think five may be too many points. Uh, So I'm going to say that uh, Vikings win by field goal.
3: Royce, who do you like in this game, Vikings or Panthers? I'm rolling with the Vikings. Okay, so Brian is all by himself. I'm going with the Vikings as well. I don't think there's a corner on that field that could deal with Justin (laughs) Jefferson. Watch out for Justin Jefferson to have over a buck forty. I'm gonna say over a buck forty. It's like usual. Like I feel like that's gonna happen. Like unless unless they shut him down. If the Panthers shut him down, Brian, I will give you 15 minutes to go crazy. Like like if y'all if you pull this out, if the Panthers beat the Vikings, I'll give you 15 minutes on any show to go crazy that I'm with you with. Period. Like I, I got. Like right. you 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 redeemed yourself too after the 20 point. We're going to beat the Rams by 20. Like, if you if you pull this, one, don't you redeem yourself? I'm going to give you that one. Okay. The next matchup I have or okay. Does anybody in this kitchen believe that the Texans could beat the Steelers? They are in Houston. The Steelers are favored by three in Houston. Does anybody believe the Texans could defend their house?
1: No, I think it's not Jacksonville, who's the one team they tend to have their number. But, uh, no, I think the Steelers win, too.
5: Can yeah will no. I don't know what the spread is, but I think that the the Texans cover.
0: It's three. Yeah, I'm rolling with the Steelers.
5: Oh, it's three. So That's pretty close. Yeah, I think I still think they cover. So are you going with the Texans? No. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go against the grain. You know what? I will take the Texans today.
3: Okay, here we go. We got one. Yeah. Look, look. So Brian, Brian pulls out the Panthers. James got the Texans. James, if you pull this one out, you get fifteen minutes too. Both both of these boys might have <laughs> a whole half hour into the kitchen, boy. City, I'm in. I'm in trouble if they do pull. it. I'll well, make sure
5: that serious is on. Serious on the show too. Just just for oh, that. Oh, definitely. You got to come on Wednesday. He
3: <laughs> or <laughs> Tuesday, Tuesday or Wednesday. <laughs> boy, he will go absolutely crazy. Um, the next match we have. Uh, the Chargers are at home up against the Raiders. The Chargers are favored by 6.5. Does anybody believe the Raiders can win this game in L.A. without uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, who's out with the concussion? Nope. Everybody chargered out. Okay, so here we go with an interesting game. The New England Patriots are taking their talents to Jerry's World up against the Cowboys, in which the Cowboys are favored by six in Dallas. I'll come to you first on this one, Mike. Your thoughts, Patriots or
1: Cowboys? Ooh. Cowboys bounce back. They might have, this bo- might have been a trap game. Uh, but after the loss to the Cardinals last week, I think the Cowboys bounce back and get this done today.
3: Okay, Royce, your thoughts on this? No, no, you're going last. I'm sorry. Brian, who do you like in this game, Patriots or Cowboys? Okay, we lost Brian. Um, James, who do you like in this game, Patriots or Cowboys?
5: Well, obviously, we damn boys. So, I am going to take my team, the Dallas Cowboys.
3: Okay, that's fair enough. Royce, who do you like in this game, Patriots or Cowboys in
0: Jerry's world? I'm feeling some kind of Cowboy nostalgia, so I'm going Cowboys. Let's go. The
3: clean sweep, I'm going with Cowboys as well. I feel like Mac Jones can't handle this pressure. It'll be a little too much, especially after the way the Cowboys lost last week. I think they're going to come out with their hair on fire. If the Cowboys lose this game, it's because of one thing and one thing only, Ezekiel Elliott. (laughs) I know this will be a revenge game for him, that is for sure. Okay, the next game I have are the oh, Lord have mercy. Does anybody in this kitchen believe that the one and two Cardinals can beat the Forty ers and Santa Clara at three and zero? The Niners are favored by fourteen points at home. Anybody believe the nope. Cardinals can do? Nope.
0: No. Nope. Nope. Not everybody. Only
3: Santa. Santa. Hell no. Hell no. Okay, I got you. No problem.
5: Is, is the spread like 14, 15?
3: 14.
5: 15? It's,
3: four, it's 14 points. It's 14. Okay. And the Sunday night matchup, Lord have mercy, is the – <laughs> there's a lot of this happening today. Does anybody in this kitchen believe that gang Green, the New York Jets, could protect their house up against the buzzing Kansas City Chiefs and Taylor Swift at that uh, – the Chiefs are favored by eight in MetLife. Anybody believe the Jets can do it?
0: Uh, Absolutely not. Oh, oh no.
3: Okay, so that 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 uh chop tells me everything. Chiefs mm. across the board. All right. And last but not least, and I'll get us out of this kitchen as best as possible. The Monday night matchup. The Seattle Seahawks are coming all the way across the country to take on the New York Giants at one and two. The Seahawks are favored by one and a half coming across country in MetLife. Who do you like and why, James, I'll come to you first, Seahawks or Giants? Um,
5: I know I just said the whole thing about, you know, teams coming across country and all that jazz, but honestly I can't pick the G-men until they – figure out what the hell's going on. I will take Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks. Royce, who do you like in this game, Seahawks or Giants?
0: Seahawks.
3: And this is tough for me. Oh, my God. I'm going to go with the <laughs> – oh, my
1: God. Why do I got to pick this game?
3: Is this a game where – uh, Danny Dimes actually looks good, and Gino comes back to New York, and he this is his house of horror. This is a tough one for me. You know what? I'm gonna go with the Giants. Wait, it's, wait, hold on. Before I do that, before I do that, is Saquon playing? Do y'all know if Saquon is playing? Let me look at the injury yeah, no, report. I know Andrew Thomas is out,
1: but I'm not sure about Saquon yet. Uh,
5: I don't think they're planning on him uh, playing. I think he's. Probably doubtful if I wanted to. I'll take it back then. I'm putting the Seahawks up, then I'll I'll do
3: that. Okay, the Mike, your thoughts on this game, Seahawks or
1: Giants? I've seen one good half out of the Giants this year. Uh, I think Daniel Jones plays a little bit better in this game, but I don't think they have enough to go shot for shot with. The Seahawks, I think the Seahawks uh, fly, circle around that line, swoop down on their prey, and slay the Giants on Monday Night Football.
3: Okay, so we are straight across the board. You said Seahawks, Mike, so it's across the board. Okay, so I need plugs and closeouts from each of you. I will start with you first, Arkeese. Uh, thank you for stopping by the brunch, getting your feet wet again back in the kitchen. Give me anything that you like to promote, tell people about. Welcome back to the kitchen. The floor is yours.
0: First of all, I just want to say thanks, everybody, for having me and being patient with me as I get my feet wet once again in all things other than uh, basketball. That being said, uh, we're looking forward to bringing back uh, more basketball conversation on the n b a level as well as we'll talk a little fantasy basketball uh coming soon October ninth uh all you can eat fantasy basketball right here at sports city tap in they lock might go uh I think we'll probably go around six p m uh if anything changes, we'll make the announcement uh this upcoming week on one of the other shows. Uh, again, to the host, g p Timeless, and everyone uh, who were a part of the conversation this morning, thank you guys for your patience. Let's keep doing what we do right here at Sports City.
4: Ow,
3: you're stepping on my toes. Ow, that hurt in a good way. Okay, Mr. Greenwood, I need a plug, close out, shout out, anything that you like to promote as we shut the
5: doors here at the brunch well sportsly listen to the interviews the blogs the chefs um I've got a um I've got a little article in the works right now that I will probably complete as soon as this uh, week's games are over about um, trade targets in fantasy football you always got to work on improving that team your your champion doesn't sleep you shouldn't either check it out next time peace Oh, Look at all of this promoting. Everybody's doing things around
3: Sports City. We are back. These Bird months, I tell you the Bird months of Sports City something else. I'm telling you, and this is just October first, ten one, two thousand twenty three. Mr. Harvey, give me a plug, close out, shout out, anything that you'd like to promote as we shut the doors here at the Sunday morning brunch.
1: Controversy told you the website, we got articles, finger foods coming up every week, lots of different uh things there, so check us out there. Thanks to PHI apparel for Sponsoring us, don't forget to use the promo code CHEFS at checkout for 15% off there. Check out our shows throughout the week, Tuesday night, Wednesday, and Thursday night, all three, 9 p.m. Eastern time. We got the NFL front office show on Tuesday night, the Callers cookout on Wednesday, Roundtable Gumbo Bringing Spice on Thursday night. Royce just told you about a new show we're going to have starting next week. So, And then don't forget uh, Mothership, the flagship show. Of Sports City, the time of Sunday morning brunch on Sunday mornings at eleven a.m. Eastern Time. Continue to check us out and support us. Like and subscribe. Uh, the subscriptions and the likes help us share. When you feel uh, like you resonate with something that we do, help us to get more eyes on Sports City to enjoy the things we're doing out here. Uh, controversy, good to hear you. Glad you stopped by. Uh, shout out to Breaking News Brian Hughes uh, for stopping in earlier. Royce, man, pleasure to have you in the kitchen. Share the uh, share the kitchen with you again. I look forward to continuing to chop it up with you in future shows. Uh, T.P. Thomas, man, once again, you know, uh, without you I wouldn't be here. My brother from another mother, man, much love and appreciation for you. Shout-out to Chandler Knight, my co-host on Roundtable Gumbo on Thursday nights. Hope to have him back in the building with me on Thursday and to the other uh, hosts of the shows Tuesday nights hosted by Mr. Sirius Simmons and Wednesday nights the villain hosts uh, the chorus cookout. So shout-out to the other chefs. That make Sports City what it is, man. Uh, continue to support us and check out what we do. Also, shout out to uh, Riley Leonard, the starting quarterback from Duke. Hope they don't lose that starting quarterback. He is uh, was injured late on the last play of that game, so I hope he's able to come back, or that could derail what uh, looked like a promising season uh, for the Duke Blue Devils. And one more thing from the ACC: the Bowling Green Falcons went in and beat Georgia Tech. Your opponent next week, uh, TP. Uh, so that happened yesterday as well. And once again, I'm so sorry Drew Holiday went to the Celtics. I love me some Drew Holiday, but I cannot cheer for him anymore as long as he's wearing that color. But until next time, Brad laissez Les temps Roulet. Peace.
3: Sports City, you already know how this thing go down. I am still, like, ecstatic on everything that went down Thursday. They, they just came in here and got their little hype up and down and what happened in Mississippi or Baton Rouge or – you know the Cowboys fans, because now you know Royce, Royce, and, and James. Well, I don't know who James like. Well, I do know who James. I do know who James like, y'all. I do, I do. I'm proud. I'm happy. But I'm gonna keep that to myself, cause we both December boys. You know, I got, I got, I got. But for City, I'm, I'm electric on everything that happened this past Thursday. Hopefully, they could keep this flow going. Um, yeah, just like he said, Miami's taking on Georgia Tech, and I think this takes place in. Georgia Tech at that, but the way Miami's been actually playing ball, they're playing pretty well, but they still have to dig deep into this ACC uh, play. We'll see how this pans out. I want to see how the mix-up happens in the top 25. There's going to be a lot of jumping around with some of these teams that are in front of Miami and behind them losing, going back and forth. We we will see. Sports City, y'all stay tuned, everything we got going on. We'll be back here Tuesday with the front office. With everybody, you already. Especially if the Steelers lose, you hear James. James said if the Steelers lose, we coming for serious. So y'all stay tuned, cause I want to be here to hear it. My damn self, I want to be here myself. But um, throughout the week, check us out. We got new content coming on the website, especially with the tallies that he scores. This is what that. This is what I was writing while uh, everybody was picking. So I was actually doing more than multitasking. Um, but on that note, tell a friend to tell a friend that it's the chefs again. And if they don't know, now they know.
2: Sports, baby, sports. Sports city, sports city. Chefs, chef. Sports city, sports city. Chefs, chef. Sports city, sports city. Chef, chef. Sports city, sports city. Kaboom! Sports city chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on the spoon. They well in tune, blown like a flower in June. Superman and M.F. Doom, the clouds loom. To tell a friend it's the sports city chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. Sports city, sports city. Chef, chef. the kid oh. uh.